righty. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check. Three, four, three, four. How are you doing, Michael? Huh? We're, we're checking on Mike. Hello, Michael. Oh. We're checking on you. Hey, that's me. Hello, and welcome to the Mostly Movies Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about TV shows, video games, and whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. Don't get me started on that. But mostly movies. My name's Michael. And I'm Brian. Welcome to the show. Um, We'll just jump right into our first segment here. Oh yes, the good old catch-up segment. We do this because we don't normally catch up with each other, and we can. Mm -hmm. What have you been doing, Brian? What have I been? Oh, I was playing Dark Souls for the Switch. Ah, yes. I completely forgot how much I dislike so many parts of that game. Come on. You enjoy it. I do as a whole, but there's like the certain sections that are just like, oh, I don't like being here. It's kind of like, I don't know, I guess there's some sort of nostalgia value to it because looking back, I loved everything about that game. But I'm sure if I went back and played it all the way through again, I would... uh, probably hate every minute of it oh not every minute it's just the catacombs blight town i don't remember the ghosty area what it's called oh the abyss or something like that is it just called the abyss okay something like that or something londo that's another londo new londo town or something like that there's new londo ruins yeah is that what it is maybe i think that might be it oh or maybe that's in a different dark souls game no, because I just walked into a new Longo's ruins by accident, and then I left because <laughs> it, it looked scary. Were there ghosts? I didn't, I didn't go in. I just uh, saw the title card and left. Was that, like, down below Firelink Shrine? Mm, I don't know, because I got there from Blight Town, I think. Uh, for people who have no idea what Dark Souls is or have never played it before, oh, this isn't going to yes. make any sense. No. Uh, real quick, it's a terribly unforgiving game. Uh, yeah, it's known by a lot of people to be the hardest game of all time. So, Which I would argue is not the hardest game of all time. It just gives you the illusion of it because it's it's, it's trying to kill you. As opposed to most games where it's, you know... Every video game is trying to kill you. No, That's most games point. are trying to challenge you in some way or it's trying to point you towards certain areas and make sure you can't go here or make sure you can't do that. Mm-hmm. This one... They hide things around corners that you specifically can't see. You're, you're never given any instruction in this game either. It's like you you're, kind you're of dropped are. in this world and he, this guy says, oh, you got to ring two bells. Good luck. Well, even then, <laughs> you don't even necessarily even get that if you don't talk to him. That's true. And yeah, it's, it's not like there's a, choice. a marker on the map or anything like that. You don't even get a map, do you? No. No map. And so you don't know like which direction you're supposed to go first. Firelink just kind of branches off in a bunch of different directions, and it's left up to you to choose which way you're going to go. There's really only one way to go, though. Well, no. From Firelink, you can go down to the New Londo Ruins or whatever. You can go... You can't go there right away. It's it's a locked door, I think. Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure. You might be right about that. It has been a while. But you can definitely go to the catacombs first, which you don't want to do. Yeah, I suppose you could. <laughs> anyway enough about that yes enough about that what have you been up to michael oh um well over the past couple weeks i believe i mentioned on the last episode that i had bought god of war yes for playstation 4 uh so i started playing that 
and it's really freaking good, dude. Have you, have you finished it already? Oh no, no, not even good. close. Oh, wow. I'm I'm probably a couple hours in. Oh, okay, so you haven't played like a lot, a lot. Uh, no, I haven't had a whole lot of time. Gotcha. Like with all the other stuff that I've been doing, so I'll just try and rush through all this. But it's a really fun game. The combat is excellent. I think it's uh, a little bit better probably than the other three God of War games, which had good combat, but it was very kind of hack and slash. This is more uh, tuned in, I guess I would say. Okay. Sounds Um, promising. And the puzzles are really good, too. The way that they uh, implement this hammer. Not hammer. It's an axe. Yeah. but, But it's a lot like Thor's hammer. He can throw it and then call it back to him. They use that really well in some of the puzzles that you have to do other than that i bought incredibles 2 oh the movie yes yeah on uh blu-ray and i watched uh, that can we do that one next week or uh, next i've two got weeks? a couple in mind okay i got a couple in mind that i'll run can we past just watch it. that for a movie night <laughs> yeah because you haven't seen it yet right i have oh you have i just like it that much it is really good uh and then on Friday, I went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody, the yes. Queen biopic movie. I've heard things about that. That was very, very good. Oh, actually. okay. It was. There was one moment that I just tell everybody, uh, everybody that likes Wayne's World, um, there's a cameo kind of from Mike Myers in it that's actually really, really good. Austin Some, Powers. Okay, I was going to say Austin Powers is the only thing I really recognize that name from. Yeah. Is, is he Wayne? Yeah, he's Wayne from Wayne's World. Oh, I don't know why I never put that together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's one of his uh, most famous characters. But yeah, he, you know, in Wayne's World, they kind of like rock out to Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah, the in the car. Yeah. At the beginning. Yeah, so he kind of like shows up in a, in the movie and he has a little nod to Wayne's World in it. Do they do the Grey Poupon thing? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. When they're in the car singing the Bohemian Rhapsody, they just roll down the window next to some other car, and they're like, excuse me, sir, do you have any gray poupon? That happens? That I happens. Remember, I don't remember that at all. I'm pretty sure that happens. Anyway. Well, now I'm questioning myself. That's Were you up to anything else? No, I think that's it. Cool. In that case, the movie that we just got done watching is Conan the Barbarian. The 2011 remake. Yes, that's an important thing. With Jason Momoa. Yes, as Conan. Yes. Uh, you have any fun facts? About fun Conan facts. Barbarian? Uh, not fun facts, no. I, I didn't look up any fun facts. I knew nothing about this movie going in, and I forgot to look up any right now. Here, I'll find some fun facts for you. Okay. But I'll let you read them. What? No. Yeah. No, here you go. Read them. But, I, but, I'm, but I'm looking at my... Read the fun facts. Fine. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Apparently, Jason Momoa, by his own admission, is afraid of horses. So all of his horse riding scenes had to be either faked or filmed with doubles. Fake horses? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> it was faked that he was Oh, on that a he horse. was actually on a horse? Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Oh, apparently the sex scene. Yes. Spoilers. <laughs> Rachel, we'll get, Rachel we'll Nichols uh, had a body double for her sex scene. Mm. Apparently Conan didn't find her sexy enough, so they grabbed an I extra. I think she probably didn't want to show off her boobies, probably. So. I, I'm, I'm guessing you're right. 
but uh, still, still it was a very good body double. I'll say that. Oh, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> was offered the role of uh, Conan's father at first. Oh, since, really? Since he was in the original. Oh, that would have made it better, I think. Like, I like Ron Perlman. He's great. But it would have been fun to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in there, I think. Apparently there was a video game of Conan. A tie-in to this movie? Uh, no, because it was in 2007. But oh, Ron okay. Perlman... I guess voices Conan. Oh, that's kind of in cool. that game. So maybe that's why they got him instead. I don't yeah, know. Possibly, Arnold Schwarzenegger probably didn't want to do it. Wasn't this kind of like in the time period where he wasn't acting because he was too busy governing or whatever? Maybe. Chris Hemsworth apparently was originally considered for the role of Conan. That would have been good <laughs> if they had made it a comedy, <laughs> like just an all-out Thor Ragnarok style comedy. Because uh, Chris Hemsworth has some comedic chops. Chops? What does chops mean? I mean, we I could look that up, I guess. But I use that term. I don't really know what it means. Let's do one more. Okay, looking. One more fun fact. No, not really. <laughs> Just read the first one that you see right now. Right now? Yes. But this one's boring. We'll end on a low note. What is it? It's just that Jason Momoa went on to be in part of Game of Thrones and such. No, he was on Game of Thrones before this. Because I remember everyone was like, Oh, it's Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones! Oh my gosh! Oh, and then this movie came out and everyone uh, went to see it, I guess. And then Supposedly it was in 2011 it. again. He was in Game of Thrones, so I guess same same year. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, yeah, like I said, boring one. Alright, let's move on. Moving on! Shall we talk about the cast? Oh, let's goodness. We cast. have quite the cast for this one, actually. Yeah, let's start with Jason Momoa, obviously. He's the title character. Oh, yes. And as we mentioned, he was part of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. uh, he's in the more recent uh, Justice League as Aquaman. Yes. And he's getting his own Aquaman movie here soon. Yeah, hopefully hopefully he's able to put his charisma to more good use in uh, that one than he was in justice league or this one because i feel like he could pull off some awesome one-liners but all they ever really give him to say like in justice league all he says is like my man like that's his most famous line in that movie is it yeah because i don't actually remember any of his lines from that movie he's like falling out of the sky and then cyborg catches him and he's like my man oh i don't even remember that scene oh well, it's near the end and then in this one Again, he only has, like, not even one-liners so much as just one-worders. Like, at one time he says, Come on! Or Another time he says, just kind of yells, Fight! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he lets out, like, a, a big battle cry first, though, right? Yeah. And then he yells, Fight! And then they don't... So he is a barbarian, as... so I guess that could be on purpose. Yeah, sure, yeah. That makes sense, actually. Um, uh, we got Ron Perlman as uh, Conan's father, Corin. I'm going to say he was wasted in this. Maybe a little, but I mean, really, how much are you going to give Ron Perlman? Ron Perlman can make a lot out of a small role if he's given enough to do. But his character was basically nothing in this movie. He's very straight-laced, very stoic, and he doesn't. he's not given any chance to do anything. I agree, but at the same time, I I thought he did fine for the amount of time that he had on screen. 
if they were going for like a straight laced kind of movie, sure he could have been fine. I don't think that you get Ron Perlman for a role like that, but it's whatever. Meh. Can we talk about that girl with the blue oh. eyes? Let's talk about <laughs> Rachel her. Nichols. Yeah. Yes, Rachel Nichols, the, the love interest, Tamara. Let me, let me Tamara. Tamara. That was her name. Uh, that's her name. Hmm. In the in the movie. All right. So her character was blue eyes. Yeah, <laughs> she was she was kind of bland, but I gotta say that I think this is the first thing I've ever seen her in. But she is absolutely gorgeous. She does appear after looking in her film filmography. Uh, list here it does look like she's in a lot of romantic comedy kind of things okay uh like autumn in new york relationship 101 i've never heard of either of those i haven't either but just from title alone i'm guessing yeah definitely sounds like rom-com material to me sisterhood of the traveling pants second one Mm. well yeah (laughs) of course the uh romantic comedy gi joe the rise of cobra oh yeah of course that was not a <laughs> she her acting wasn't good but then nobody's acting was really good in this so i can't blame her for that but she looked really really good <laughs> there's always someone for you isn't there <laughs> okay who's next uh nonzo Anozi? is that however you pronounce it that that was his that was his bro ah uh, his bro he was artist he, he was cool he was chill. I'd hang out with that guy. Apparently, he's also in Game of Thrones. Oh, I really? don't. I, I'm still trying to track down which character, but I don't. I don't remember specifically. Oh, actually, you know who we forgot to mention right off the top? Hmm. Morgan Freeman oh, gives yeah. us his wonderful voice and narration. This film does not deserve Morgan Freeman's voice. <laughs> I don't want to give away my final. To, to be fair, his voice was only in like the first twenty minutes of it or so. So I mean, he probably was just. In the office, did yeah. the voicing, walked on to the next one. They should have at least closed with his narration as well. Book ended it with it. Start on a high, end on a high, right? You know what probably happened is they got him for the first part, and he read the rest, and he's like, I don't, I don't want to do this. This writing is shit. I'm I mean, out of here. Yeah. I, you already bought me a Lambo with you this. Get I'm Ron Perlman go. to do the closing narration. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, I guess he wouldn't have had anything else to do at that point. All right. Um... Yeah, I don't recognize any of these other names here. All right, cool. Let's get into the plot. Oh, okay. Yes, tell us. What was the plot, Michael? Um, okay. Or sorry, let me rephrase that. No, 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 don't rephrase it. We don't want to steal anymore. Oh, right, of course. Um, what I would say is they... there's So there's a, a mask. Yes. Right? They call it a mask. A quote-unquote mask. And it's basically like... Uh, the ring from Lord of the Rings, right? This evil dude crafted it, and he was going to take over the world or something. No, not not quite. No, there was like a a castle full of necromancers. Essentially, mm-hmm. they built that. It wasn't one person. Just okay. they they had it. And anyway, he uses this mask. I don't know what it does. It, they're necromancers. What do you think it does? Brings people back from the dead. Ding ding! Hooray! Michael gets a point. Oh, that makes so much sense. What, with, what, what kind of movie were you for. watching? I wasn't paying attention. I was just like, <laughs> oh, it's Morgan Freeman's voice. It's silky smooth and fantastic. 
I don't care what he's saying. I just want to listen to the sound of his voice. Right, of course. And I was distracted by terrible-looking explosions. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was only the one terrible-looking explosion. Yeah. I'm going to readjust the And it the made me here. laugh. So, uh, yeah. Okay, let's get back. <laughs> let's get back into the plot here. So there's this mask, and uh, it brings people back from the dead. Mm-hmm. I guess, and so this warrior or whatever is gonna take over the world, correct? With the mask, well, his army of the undead or something. Is uh, that what's going down? Something along that line, and then the barbarian tribes rise up against him, and the mask gets broken to pieces. Oh no! Yeah, and mm. uh, let's fast forward further in into the future, where uh, warrior is born. He's battle born right yes born in battle and we see a a fetus in the womb just chilling there and then a sword comes in and and uh just about skewers him from there close yeah from there we uh open onto a battle where there's a pregnant woman that's just all armored up and fighting a whole army along with obviously a bunch of other people uh, this baby is born on the battlefield, and they call him Conan. And then we get a title card, and it's Conan the Barbarian. Yes, with a, barbarian. a good old Simba rays into the sky. Yeah, perfect. There's a lot of those raising things into the sky shots. To be fair, thing. that's that's sort of Conan's thing. Oh, it is. I mean, I assume. I've never I, seen any Conan the Barbarian thing before this. Think He Man. Where do you think he probably got it from? Uh. I don't know. Did He-Man come before this, or did this come before He-Man? I don't know. You know that's a good about question. He- Never mind. I don't know anything about He-Man either. Me neither. Actually. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Yes. To, uh, let's just move on to him being Jason Momoa. Okay. Okay. He was well. A- okay. A little bit. As a kid, someone comes through looking for a piece of that mask because it got all broken up. They find it in Conan's dad's blacksmithing place. Oh yeah. So they complete the mask and they kill his dad and then and his whole village. He swears vengeance and for the rest of his life he tries to hunt down these people. Now but, we're Jason Momoa. Yeah, now we're Jason Momoa and he's still on the hunt, and uh, and he has a bro, a pirate bro. Yeah, he's got a friend. So you always got to have friends, I guess. I don't even know how to talk about this movie, dude. <laughs> can't even talk about it i'll 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 try to help you out here let's just let's just talk okay hold on i got a couple notes here oh you oh you actually took notes good for you are there any parts that you thought were interesting (laughs) um you're trying my memory here let's talk about let's talk about this uh because this was like one of the big blockbuster releases of 2011 was it really uh yeah i remember seeing trailers all over the place when this came out so as a blockbuster, they kind of shoehorned in some sort of big budget CGI action scenes. And I really, really mean shoehorned in. They come and go without any kind of stakes or meaning whatsoever. That's what I think, at least. Uh, let's go through them and see what you thought of these big these big uh, blockbuster action scenes. Okay. So the first one that I thought really kind of stood out was the Sand People. Oh, right. That's that's pretty far in. Yeah. What did you think of it? <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was okay. You did? It wasn't the worst I'd ever seen. It wasn't good, but <laughs> it wasn't the worst either. If you're going to have 
just these cannon fodder enemies to have the hero dispatch because you never feel like he's in jeopardy like he's gonna die or the girl's gonna die or well i don't know if that scene was specifically for oh one of them's gonna die it's they're just there to get the girl right Mm -hmm. they need her alive the sand people are more the distraction for conan so that they can grab her but they definitely don't but that's like i think more what was supposed to happen there for that scene so but here's the thing is that if okay so if you're just gonna have conan dispatching this army of sand people you have to at least make it visually interesting you didn't like the the sand people doing little dolphin dives in and out of the sand (laughs) honestly like i need some camera work for these scenes that's going to make me go whoa if if there's not going to be any stakes at least make it visually interesting and i don't think they went far enough to make it visually interesting you know what that scene actually kind of reminded me of was some of the fights in Waterworld. never seen Waterworld. you've never seen oh, no nope. that one's i'm not gonna say good <laughs> <laughs> actually i've gotten to thinking of it i do remember a scene that i actually kind of liked about this movie okay it was more when conan was still a kid though when the dad's still trying to teach him sword fighting and all that the whole fire and ice thing yeah I liked that. That was good. You that did? was it was somewhat it, it was relatively subtle and there wasn't a whole lot of magic and whatnot at that point. It was just sort of this is how the world works. This is how sword making works. So there when they're go. fighting on the frozen pond and he breaks the ice and Yeah, that makes was alright. That was boring. <laughs> I mean, yes, but that scene by itself was alright. I mean, I've seen that exact scene played out far better in Batman Begins. True, but the, never know maybe that's for the maybe that's where they got the inspiration here yeah. for batman begins batman <laughs> well, that begins scene, came out I don't in know. 2005 did and it really came out in 2011 oh okay well maybe they got it from batman i yeah, don't know they, they ripped it off wholesale that's oh. <laughs> uh let's move on move on to the the All next right. big blockbuster scene okay where they're sneaking into this castle and then there's a <laughs> there's a dude just sitting there and conan says ah feast for my sword and the guy laughs, and he's like, no, a feast for the dweller. And then oh. a giant octopus. I don't know what that is, but it ain't an octopus. It was that an octopus definitely had more than hands. <laughs> it had little hands on it. <laughs> what do you think of this scene, Brian? Uh... <laughs> this one was better in like a cheesy way, because periodically throughout this fight it would cut back to this dude that's like sitting on a throne and he just had like this huge shit-eating grin on his face the entire time to be fair so that if, was kind of entertaining if you're in a, a seat that you know is out of reach and just watching everyone get yeah. pummeled by these that things. would be pretty entertaining okay for our audience real quick we need to catch him up on the plot as thin as it is we've skipped a lot yeah, that's because, okay, we're just talking about the big budget action scenes Okay, here, okay. And how, as a blockbuster, how good these action scenes are. Because I didn't feel engaged in a single one of them. <laughs> what do you think f- about the octopus fight? Was uh, it tense? No. but I, on the edge of your seat? No. No? To be fair, though, I think that might be pacing. Because the weird tentacly things, they seem to change their speed at time to time. When they're around the heroes, they slow down significantly. 
And when they're around everything else, they, they speed up and just yeah. very suddenly and, yank things places. And they don't places. do anything. Like, they do the same thing every time. They spiral around it, and then they pull it underwater. That's... To be fair, it's not like those tentacles have eyes, so it's That's... probably just feeling around. If you're going to make an action scene, though, don't do the same thing over and over again. It gets boring. They just did the same thing over and over again. They did. For, like, they five minutes. That. And then it ends with the big dude that's on the throne. He's like, what? My octopus isn't going to kill Jason Momoa. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to fight him myself. Direct quote, by the way. And, <laughs> and then, of course, he falls in the water and gets sucked in half. <laughs> that part was kind of cool. It made me go like, oh, that was cool. You do love the weirdly gruesome death scenes, it seems. <laughs> Dude, everything that was supposed to be gruesome in this movie made me <laughs> laugh. Oh, wait. Can we talk... Since we're talking about big budget uh, effects, mm -hmm. shall we talk about the, the jelly bags? Yeah, let's talk about how the fact that anytime anyone gets hit with anything in this movie, <laughs> they explode like a bag of jelly. <laughs> Including swords. Yeah. Oh, actually, can we go back? I love when he was a kid... <laughs> And uh, Jason Momoa is trying to save his dad, and he, he he jumps into the room and swings his sword and cuts off this dude's nose. Oh, forget about And he's like, oh, my nose! It's so <laughs> hilarious, the way that they shot that. <laughs> uh, sorry. Let's get back on track. Were we ever? Uh, yeah. There Were was we? actually, there was one more kind of like big blockbuster scene that I wanted to bring up, and that's... Okay what i dubbed in my notes as the spinning donut fight so the the girl she's on like that oh that oh, okay yeah, donut yeah. altar or whatever and they're gonna sacrifice her but then it falls in a hole in the ground well first of all they weren't gonna sacrifice her they just but, needed her blood and then they were gonna make the one witch lady they were gonna possess put, her body they were gonna put stephen lang's wife's soul into her body yes and who could blame him but <laughs> So anyway, Conan is trying to save her, uh, but this donut ring thing is falling down a shaft. And so Jason Momoa and the big bad are fighting on this donut that is dangling in this chasm. And uh, it's like spinning around and they're flipping all over the place. Kind of reminded me of how like a gyroscope kind of works almost. It kind of reminded me of something that would be in a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. So uh, a little bit, I suppose. There's my Pirates of the Caribbean reference. Oh, the there you episode. go. Yeah, of course. Um, I thought that was actually kind of interesting for really? the couple minutes that <laughs> that it was happening. I was like, this is totally ridiculous, but at least it's it's somewhat entertaining to watch. You know, they're like fighting on top of it, and then it starts to spin, and they have to like maneuver around, and then they're swinging underneath it, and still sword fighting. That was kind of cool. Okay. Well, Did I'm glad you, you like... Cool? Yeah. I okay. mean, I was paying attention to that one, I guess, so... <laughs> All right, cool. I, I specifically had to make a note of that one because I was like, whoa, this is something in this movie that doesn't totally suck. <laughs> wow, harsh. <laughs> don't spoil anything for your review, man. Yeah, no, well... <laughs> Too late. <laughs> uh, okay. Are there any things... We should probably give the basic plot. Did that... we not already give the basic plot? No, you skipped over a lot. There's a mask mm -hmm. that can bring people back from the dead. Right. And now there's this dude who is trying to put back the pieces together 
and find a special lady that he's going to put his wife's soul into and bring her back from the dead with this mask. Specifically someone who used to be part of the necromancy group of people. Is that what that is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Didn't pick up on that at all. <laughs> anyway. Well, it's it's her lineage, I guess. Can we talk about something about this mask? Oh, it's the weird the weird face huggerness of it? Yeah. Okay, so after they put it all together and <laughs> jumping get, again to the end <laughs> and get blood in it, then it starts to come alive like a little like a little spidery creature and it's like the worst cg that i've ever seen in a actual hollywood movie and it like clings onto his face and they cut away and i expect okay so they're gonna cut back and it's gonna be like an actual prop that you know that they put time and effort into making and they they cut back to him and he's still got like the playstation 2 thing <laughs> on his face <laughs> uh... well let me just look i had to look up what the budget was for this film to try and justify this turns out i can't 110 million dollars went into Holy this movie shit. and they 110 got, million yes and they got 48.8 out of it yeah that's a bomb no wonder we didn't get uh conan the destroyer or whatever the sequel would have been supposedly arnold schwarzenegger said he was going to reprise the role for a reboot really yeah no one wants that no supposedly he, he claimed he was going to do it though so he tried yeah. that for uh terminator a few years back it didn't work either no no it didn't um what i want to talk about is what i got from this movie that i'm going to start applying to my life oh right that <laughs> okay yes go ahead these these are words to live by by uh conan the barbarian uh he said I live, I love, I slay, and I am content. We can assume that's also Jason Momoa's. We can also assume that that's the greatest pickup line of all time. Because <laughs> ten seconds later, they're having passionate sex in a cave. So... <laughs> Do you have anything else to add, Brian? We should probably talk about the, the witch daughter. Okay, yeah. She was creepy. Yeah, very creepy. I think you pointed this out, but why why doesn't she use magic <laughs> sometimes? Because it was convenient to the plot. Not even convenient to the plot. It was convenient for them to set up a set piece to have her be able to create sand people out of nowhere. And that does seem to be like the only time she actually truly uses magic. Yes. Every other time, not so much. They, they show it a little bit at the beginning when she uses it to find the last piece of the mask. I don't know if you would really call that magic. That could just be some like weird instincts or just an extra sense or whatever yeah and then other than that she just uses her uh freddy krueger claws <laughs> as a weapon you could call them cat claws too i guess I'm, I'm almost certain that's there's like a name for that weapon type yeah possibly. i'm not gonna look it up anyway don't worry about it <laughs> yeah it's not worth it what did you think of her what do you want to say no that was it just wanted to make sure she was mentioned yeah she should have used magic more and might have made this movie more interesting yes would have made it a whole lot more interesting or if it, we at least saw that the magic took like energy from her t to do something some reason why she wasn't using it these characters have very very thin characterizations don't they they really do especially that oh uh the the weird people with the ponytails oh yeah the ones that don't even speak they just well they, they do growl. it's just they have that weird growl as well because that one guy uh, oh yeah yeah 
Re- what was his name? Was it Remo? Remo. Was it? Yeah, I think, I think it was something it was. like that. Anyway, what about him? <laughs> oh, actually, we probably should talk about the one scene with him. Oh, where he gets launched from a catapult? <laughs> yeah, I remember he's delivering the message. Yeah, that, w- that <laughs> was pretty funny. I'll, I'll give it that. This whole movie should have been more... Uh, over the toppy. Yeah, over the top. They should have leaned more into the the Schwarzeneggeriness of it, I guess. Oh well. That's not a good term for it. Is it should have been more campy, self-aware. It should have known what it was. I feel like it's caught between wanting to be a serious action movie and being a cheesy action movie, and it never really picks one or the other. Who who was the director for this again? I'm gonna look up what else he did. Um, yeah, I read it in the credits, but I don't remember what it was. I've don't know him by name marcus nispel marcus nispel what else has he done he directed friday the 13th the 2009 one the texas chainsaw massacre the 2003 one yeah wow uh 2004 frankenstein i've never seen that i do not recognize it i didn't know that was a thing something called exeter exeter e-x-e-t-e-r e-x don't know pathfinder okay i've heard of that never okay. seen it yeah all right yeah that that seems to be the rest of well okay there's like has he done anything since 2011 when this movie came out looks like that exeter one was a 2015 okay and i've never heard of that <laughs> so Hold i on, guess I'm he's curious. not getting much work now after uh it's got a, whatever this Exeter is, it's got a 4.5 out of 10 on IMDb, so let's assume that it's great. not great. Yeah, it sounds like most of his movies aren't that great. Well, that's a shame. I mean, he brought us Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you'd love that one. Have no, you seen that one? No, I, I haven't. Is it any good, though? I, I mean, I've it's never a, seen it's it. It's considered a classic, right? I've seen the original from 1978, but not the 2003 one that was produced by Michael Bay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, the Friday the 13th reboot was produced by Michael Bay, also. So I guess this guy is one of Michael Bay's go-to guys, since he's directed two Michael Bay-produced films. Hmm. That explains it. (laughs) (laughs) No, because the the explosions were terrible. We already established this. Oh, well, but they did have the Michael Bay trademark fireworks coming out of the well at that one part. (laughs) So, oh, and, and the high-speed chase. Remember that? Where the carriage just broke off and exploded oh yeah, up into the air. Like 30 feet into the air. <laughs> there was this one part in that same scene where this dude gets shot on a horse. The dude gets shot oh, on the, in the chest, and then the horse falls over <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Uh, Maybe he dropped his sword and it cut the horse. I don't know. This is worse, though, than a Michael Bay movie because it's not even Michael Bay himself. It's an underling of Michael Bay. <laughs> it's something that, that he he wouldn't even do himself. <sighs> so how'd you feel about this, Michael? Let's let's say out of... Uh... What what was the, what was the score rating? Out of, out of, out of five. It's one out of five, five. That's right. Um... But is this going to be I, your first ever one? As I was watching this movie, I was okay with it because I was laughing at some of the more cheesy moments. Clearly, after the fact, you're not as okay with it. Now that I'm talking about it, this movie is kind of trash. <laughs> the, the things that I liked about it, 
were, I think, unintentionally funny. <laughs> but I don't think that it goes far enough into the unintentionally funny to make it so bad it's good. So it's still just bad. So a one from you? I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to have to give this one a one. <laughs> that's fine. I'm only giving it a two, and that's generous. Yeah? If, if only because I was still watching it. Like, I didn't get up and walk off or... Yeah, I, I wouldn't have gotten up and walked out on this one because, like I said, I was laughing periodically through it. Because there were, there were moments that I felt like they knew what they were doing, but then they never lasted. So, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, what is our next... Uh... Our next segment is usually, what do we watch next? Is that what we're going to do? Okay. Sure. Because so we I... need something before the sign-off, so why not? I had a couple thoughts here. You need something for a palate cleanser. So. Yeah. I was thinking about what the last two we've done. So we did Fright Night last, last time. Mm -hmm. We did... Uh, the remake of Conan the Barbarian starring Jason Momoa. Mm -hmm. I was thinking next week we could either go back to the well on remakes and do the 2012 remake of the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic Total Recall starring Colin Farrell who was also in Fright Night. I think so I've seen kinda, part of that. We could kind of tie this whole thing together in a nice bow. Sure. I or, guess I'd be down with that. Sorry, say that again. Well, okay, actually, hold on. Is, is that the one where they have, like, the cars that, like, can magnetize? To the bottom on... of the roads? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think I've seen that then. And it has Kate Beckinsale. But I don't remember it that well. The other option uh, I noticed is on Netflix. This one, we could continue with the unintentionally funny bad movies, from what I've heard. I've never seen this movie. We could watch Catwoman. Stone oh, starring Halle Berry. I'd actually be more down for that one just because I am that curious about how bad it is. You want to watch that one? <sighs> you wanted to watch Total Recall, didn't well, you? I feel like it would it would tie <laughs> the whole thing together. You got Colin Farrell remake, then you got a remake of a Arnold Schwarzenegger. We, we movie. could do Total Recall next time, mm -hmm. then I I can pick mine for the movie after that, and then I we can go that. back to Catwoman for your next pick afterward. That sounds pretty good. What's was that? Catwoman is horrible. <laughs> okay, well. So Total Recall next time. I think I'm gonna choose Total Recall. Okay, Total Just, Recall it is. We'll do this trilogy, this unofficial trilogy of remakes, <laughs> and then we can move on from this chapter of our lives. <laughs> anyway, okay. Should we go to the mail section? Do we have mail? Let's find out. <gasps> Let's see. Let's check Gmail here. I'm actually kind of excited if we actually have mail. If you guys if you guys want to write to us, you can uh, contact us at mostlymoviespod at gmail.com. Uh, looks like we don't have any Gmail messages here. That's fine. What about oh, Twitter? Let's check Twitter. If you want to uh, catch us on Twitter, uh, you can you can tweet us at mostlymoviespod. And it doesn't look like. We're on <laughs> Oh well, we'll we'll get a message one day. Yeah, we'll just keep doing this until <laughs> somebody decides to listen. Okay, yeah. thank you for listening. If you've made it all the way to the end, yes, and 
I'm very sorry I made you watch this, Michael. Oh, it's all right. This uh, I feel like it made some entertaining stuff to talk about, <laughs> honestly. So, once again, if you want to write to us, Gmail, mostlymoviespod at gmail.com, and Twitter at mostlymoviespod. You can catch us again in two weeks. We're going to be watching Total Recall from 2012. And that's about it. I think that is, yep. Give us a little bit of wisdom to sign off with something about barbarians or uh, uh, fire or ice things. It's okay to cry if you're chopping onions. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Good night.